Greetings and salutations. Patrick here, and Lisa is just over there. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Patrick. Hey, thanks for everybody for tuning in to another Pop Ninja podcast episode. Pop Ninja. On this episode, we're going to be talking about bondage. No, not that kind of bondage. Get your mind out of the gutter. I'm talking about bond. James Bond. And we're going to be talking about how well Julia Roberts can make a pizza. Did you know she was that good in the kitchen? And we'll also talk about a Los Angeles Rams football player turned San Francisco police detective. What is this world coming to? We'll also discuss another 80s Enough family from the 70s. Not the 80s Enough, 80s Enough family we talked about last week. And we'll talk about the music of some dudes with a woman's name and a band who sounds like they're made out of metal. Oh, and we'll take you back to a place where no man has gone before. Or woman, too, for that matter. So don't go away. We'll be right back after our intro. Play it again, Sam. Welcome to the Pop Ninja Podcast, where we reminisce about the pop culture of the 70s, 80s, and beyond. From bell-bottom jeans to parachute pants, from Panama Jack shirts to members-only jackets, from Smurfs and Scooby-Doo to Thundar the Barbarian. If you had a Rubik's Cube, wore a Swatch Watch, was crazy about Max Headroom, or ever wondered who shot JR, then this podcast is where you will feel right at home. Now, jump in the DeLorean time machine and join your hosts, Lisa and Patrick, as they take you on a pop culture adventure through the greatest decades of all time. Hello out there in podcast land. This is Patrick Bennett coming to you from the swamplands of Southwest Louisiana. And joining me from over there in the great state of Pennsylvania is my lovely co-host, Miss Lisa Everett. Hey, Lisa. Um, hi, you in the bayou. Hi, you in the bayou. Yeah. Hey, we're going to talk about some cool things today. And I want to thank everybody for joining us. But before we start, I want to know, do you want to play a game? I sure do. It's time once again for a round of Super Retro Trivia. Sit down, strap on that thinking cap, and get ready to go. In five, four, three, two, one. I'm going to ask you three questions. And you know how that one episode I asked you all Batman questions? Yeah. <laughs> well... Today, I'm going to ask you all James Bond questions because that's oh, going to no. tie, in, tie into our first topic of this episode. Okay. I, I know you told me that like your son loved James Bond, but did you ever watch any of the movies with him? Yeah, I've seen some of them. Mm-hmm. I might so, be able to get a few. So you're an expert. Not an expert. No. <laughs> well, I know who they are. Okay. Know? Well, good. I mean, I, mean, I know since, who the know, are. Well, hey, that's great because my first question is... Actor to play James Bond. Sean Connery. 
Wrong. George Lazenby. I'm not going to tell you the answer right now because when I get but, into this first topic, I want to reveal the answer. So oh. people at home have time to look up on Google and play like they knew it. Okay, number there, two. There was a movie. Wait a minute. Just wait. Hang on. There, there was a, a James Bond movie that was starred somebody other than Sean Connery as the first Maybe. James Bond. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Question All number right. two. You ready for it? Sure. What was the first James Bond movie? Oh, I, I don't know. Goldfinger. No. Okay. I don't know. I just told the man, you. The man, <laughs> the man who, who... I just uh, told you. I said no. Play James Bond. <laughs> uh, Mr. Dr. No. Mr. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number three. Now, this is kind of tricky for people. So, how many James Bond movies are there, counting the new one that's coming out this November? I'm going to say 16. You're off base there. I'm off base. I don't yeah. even know. Uh, higher or lower? <laughs> Much higher. Okay, 27. Hey, bingo. But, Whoa. but, what? yes, bingo. But there's 25 that are considered what they call canon now that they're like, you know, all connected from Eon Productions, okay? And then there's okay. two others from other production companies that people don't count. They don't count them as James Bond canon. So if you add them all up, there's 27, including really the No Time to Die that comes out in November. So, yeah. Well, I'm pretty good then at picking a number out of nowhere. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, uh, you know, trying to put in the Daniel Craig, you know, how many have those there been of those? And, and uh, yeah. And he's, is he he's done? Is he done? Yeah, this November's his last there one. That comes out. That's it. That's it. Yep. And then they'll recast him. Yeah, they're gonna recast, okay. but they don't. You know, <laughs> every time they mention a new James Bond, the casting uh, rumors go, go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, hey, can I can I do a couple trivia on you? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, okay. sure, oh. sure, go for it. Okay, because I thought about this when you know, because we're gonna, I'll be talking about the the Brady Bunch, and you know, since it was a huge thing, I was gonna ask you some questions from the Brady Bunch to see if you can name any of this stuff. All right. About it. Sure. Okay. What did Mike Brady do for a job? He was a drafter. Yeah. Narcotic. Drew up plans for houses. Yeah. Drafter. He was. He he, he recruited people for the yeah. army. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you know what the name of the Brady dog was? Tiger. Yeah. And uh, do you know who got hit in the face with a football? Jan. No. Marsha. Bong. Yeah, Marsha. And one more. One more. Here's a two-parter bonus. Okay. Um, do you what was the name of Alice's boyfriend and what was his job? Sam the butcher. Yeah. So you're a Brady. I'm a Brady you're kid. A Brady, <laughs> you're a Brady kid. <laughs> okay. Cool. 
All right. Yeah, I, I can't wait to talk there. about uh, Brady Bunch with you. That, that was a fun show. All right. Well, we'll get to it. Let's get to All it. All right. Well, first, let's talk about, speaking of James Bond, <laughs> A View yeah. to a Kill from 1985. <laughs> Ambition. I propose to end the domination of Silicon Valley. Project Main Strike. A secret plan. For which each of you will pay me $100 million. And a secret weapon. I'm not sure about her. Name's Mayday. Someone will take care of you. Oh, you'll uh, see to that personally, will you? There's only one man who can stop them. you're still under arrest in the world of high adventure the highest number is still 007 song performed by Duran Duran. Did you see it? Is that is it Pierce Bronson, Bronson or, Sean, no. or Roger Moore? Roger Moore? Is yeah, Roger Moore. One? Roger Moore. <laughs> Roger Moore. Okay. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you ninjas just, out there. I think, of, I think of the song. I think of the song. Duran Duran song, right? Yeah. I don't know about you ninjas okay. out there, but, but I'm am and always have been a James Bond fanatic. Uh, how deep was your son into it? He got pretty deep into it. We did collect like um, movie posters from it. And, cool. and he, he, he watched every movie. I mean, I, I didn't, he watched them by himself too. Cause I, I watched a few of them, but I, you know, yeah. They're, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I would watch these growing up <laughs> on TV with my dad, you know, and, and, uh, he was a huge Bond fan in the 60s, and he would read the books. And, you know, he says, or and my mom says, that when those Sean Connery films started, he was just a fanatic. 
And in fact, he was such a big fan that he named me after Sean Connery, my middle name, Sean. So that's where he got it. Oh. And. Uh, and popping into trivia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, hang on, I just lost my whole train of thought. Well, uh, okay, he, okay. He, I never knew you were named after James Bond. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, with the new Daniel Craig, uh, James Bond film, No Time to Die, coming out this November, that makes uh, 25 James Bond movies in the franchise. But, you know, I know some of those ninjas are shaking their heads saying, no, you know, you're wrong. But let me finish. This is what I was talking about earlier. There's 25 films by Eon Productions. And these are the films that are uh, canon. And if you don't know what the word canon means, that, that means like stuff relative that are accepted by, you know, the, the, the film company. It's not like people wrote a comic book or a novel that wasn't, you know, based or, or wasn't accepted by the film company. Then those aren't canon. You, you know what I mean? But anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, the original Casino Royale, which was more of a comedy, came out in uh, 1967 and uh, that, that's one of them that wasn't an Eon production. And then Sean Connery's comeback film, Never Say Never Again, you know, James Bond comeback film. Um, so that was actually 27 Bond films altogether. Now I'm going to go even farther with my vast knowledge of James Bond. I'm going to tell you that the 1967 Casino Royale was not the first on-screen appearance of James Bond. Okay. Okay, I'm going to tell so you that, this. Let, let me tell so you this. Let me back that up. is the answer to the trivia question. Yeah, but let me, let me back up. I'm going to tell okay. you, Sean Connery was not the first on-screen appearance, appearance of James Bond. James Bond, the character, first appeared on the small screen there was a 1954 TV series called Climax, and one of the episodes was a television adaptation of the novel Casino Royale. And there was an actor named Barry Nelson that played the first ever James Bond in this TV production. Okay. So there you go. Okay. That seems a little sneaky, but okay. Yeah. Okay. That's how I am. I'm a ninja. I'm sneaky. Uh, sneaky. Now, how, sneaky how many actors Bond. have played James Bond? Do you know? Um, wait a minute. I'm getting, uh, okay. Does that guy count? Yeah, count him. That one? Okay. Him, <laughs> Sean Connery, George Lazenby, uh, Roger Moore, Daniel Craig, Pierce Bronson. Six. You left out Timothy Dalton? Oh, Timothy Dalton. And David Niven. David Niven. Yes, he played the in the original Casino Royale movie. Oh, never ever would have thought of him. I I I I I did know Timothy Dalton was a Bond, but was he was he in only like two of them? Two. Yeah, yeah. He was he was like the late eighties Bond. When yeah. Roger, yeah. When when this one I'm talking about right now, View to a Kill, this this was uh, Roger Moore's last Bond movie. And then uh, okay. Dalton took over and made two more. But um, yeah. but I have an idea. Uh, coming up soon, I want to invite a good friend of mine named Clinton Rawls from Texas uh, to join us for an episode of Pop Ninja devoted to James Bond. Okay. Where uh, 
we quickly talk about all the films and all the actors because because Clinton is a huge Bond fan and uh, he's actually contributed to the Bond fandom with uh, some foreign comic books that he found that uh, had never been released in the U.S. And it was all new stories. And he's been working for a long time interpreting them to English and uh, releasing them. So some new stories of James That's Bond. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, this guy, he even had a James Bond-themed wedding. So he's all into Bond. <laughs> but back to A View to a Kill. Um, and it was the final James Bond film of actor Roger Moore in 1985. And he played Bond. And Christopher Walken was the Bond villain named Max Zorin. And Tanya Roberts, what was you going to say? I, I just I say okay. I, I'm I'm listening. Oh. I'm, I'm, yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Christopher Walken. You had uh, Tanya Roberts, beautiful Bond girl. She played yeah. uh, Stacy Sutton was her character's name, and then Grace Jones, who was pretty interesting as the villainous Bond girl named Mayday. So you said you yeah, saw this one. Strange names. Yeah, um, always. Yeah. yeah, and I know you're just doing a view to a kill, but I was thinking about like you know, the Bond girls in all the movies. And if you had a favorite one of, you know, all the movies. Pushy. Who? Pushy. That's Push, her name? Pushy galore. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's your favorite? Who, who was the actress who played her? I must ask you a question. Okay. Do you like pushy galore? <laughs> I think her name was Honor okay. Blackman. The, the character's name oh. was Puss, Pussy Galore, but here in Sean okay, Cotter, you know, Pushy. Pushy Galore. No, that was Maude Adams. A, they have that word in there a lot, and I just really don't know how they get away with that. I know. Those screenwriters were so pushy. <laughs> they were pushy with the, you know, the, the other word. <laughs> yeah. No, the way Sean sure Connery was. says it. <laughs> pushy. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> pushy yeah um like yeah well still that's pretty pu that's uh, pushing the, the pushing the limits <laughs> pushing the limits. yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's something if we get clinton to do a show with us uh, we could talk about all the bond girls because you're right they had some pretty pretty unique pretty names. names yeah, yeah. And i know and it's kind of you know it's like uh i mean i really don't know how they got around some of the um the, 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 the ratings, you know, and the, you know, just getting like, uh, you know, you know, zapped with that stuff, you know, from. Uh, it was the 60s, you know, free love. Yeah. Okay. Nobody, nobody cared back then. Okay. All right. So, all right. Well, I, yeah. 60s, okay, so 70s. Yeah. That, that, that was the heyday for. So, so Grace Jones and Tanya Roberts are the two lead females in View to a Kill. Yeah. And, and um, uh, you know, Grace Jones played played a pretty wicked character. She was the 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 henchman or henchwoman for for uh, mm -hmm. Christopher Walken. She's still alive, right? I think so. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna the, go ahead. I, I remember her like at the award shows and stuff. You know, she she's a little scary. <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to mess with her. No. Well, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about this film because I just spent a lot of time talking about the character of James Bond himself. But uh, but the, but the plot of the film is that uh, James Bond 
he's got to stop the villain, you know, Christopher Walken, who is a mad, like, industrialist type guy who, who plans on, uh, I think he wanted to, like, corner the market on microchips by destroying Silicon Valley, okay? He was trying to cause a huge earthquake on the fault line using some explo- underwater explosives, and it was going to cause Silicon Valley just to sink into the ocean. And then he was his company was going to corner the market on microchips. But wow. wasn't, wasn't just regular microchips. His his had something that they could, you know, spy on people or something. There was there was some kind of like gimmick to it. But uh but the mm-hmm. first thing I want to mention is uh the incredible title song by Duran Duran. And one great thing of having a Bond movie in the 80s is you knew it was gonna have some cool music. <laughs> So right. yeah, Duran Duran. I love that song. Pretty sweet, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the stunts in this film were just completely over the top. There, there's a uh, snowboarding down mountains while people are you know shooting at Bond with machine guns, and he's on a snowboard. There's parachuting from the Eiffel Tower. There's some incredible car chases around Paris, including jumping a fire truck over a rising drawbridge, and uh, then they have this huge blimp that the villain rides around in and uh, there's a fight on the blimp over Silicon Valley, just incredible, incredible visuals. So that, I mean, that's what you'd expect from a, a James Bond movie is all the exotic locations and the, the huge, you know, just vistas, whatever you want to call it, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, it's not my favorite Bond movie, but, but I thought it was a fun one to see in the theaters. So do you okay. have a favorite? A favorite James Bond movie? Yes. Um, I think the the new the, out of the all of them, I like Skyfall. Okay, yeah, that was a pretty good one. And yeah. and Skyfall had that old um, Aston Martin car that you know it harkened yeah. back to the uh, Goldfinger era. Same same car yeah. he had in Goldfinger, which is my favorite film of uh, James Bond is Goldfinger. Is it? Um, yeah. See, we I've watched all these. I've watched all the Daniel Craig ones, and I and um, I remember some years ago, uh, a place that Jimmy worked at. They had um, blocked off the movie theater for the Spectre movie, and it was just for uh, you know the, the people that worked there and their families. And I gave everybody free. Uh, we could go watch it for free, and and uh, it was like the night that it came out. And I never did that before. So I oh, that, was that was cool. Pretty cool. And I gave everybody free popcorn, and I thought that was fun. So. Yeah. 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 I, I'll never forget it. Cause I remember we went downtown state college right after uh, the, the movie and there was all these kids and it was the middle. It was, it was like right around November. It was freezing cold out and all these kids were walking around. Um, all the girls had on like tank top, like dresses and it was freezing out. And like these kids jumped out in front of our car and threw a, uh, threw a balled up piece of uh, Reynolds wrap it at us and started screaming and i said i will i will never i don't care how hungry i am i'm never going downtown state college ever after a movie not uh, even to go get a pizza no we we're, we're going to go to chipotle but not even to go get some pizza would you go back no. downtown no well, what if the pizza was mystic pizza? oh then i'd rather drive to mystic but i'd rather drive to connecticut <laughs> than go downtown and state college yeah that's true. Okay. Um, and I did go to Mystic Pizza. And we're going to talk about Mystic Pizza because it is it is probably one of my all-time favorite fall movies. You know, I, I, I watch it every year this time of year. It's from 
1988, I never saw it in 1988. It's a romantic comedy starring Annabeth Gish, Lily Taylor, and Julia Roberts as three waitresses working in a pizza place in Mystic, Connecticut. And I personally have been to Mystic, Connecticut three times. Cat, Daisy, and Jojo. Three women, each with a different idea about love. If he really loved me, he'd wait. But I guess if I really loved him, I'd marry him. Jojo's lost her head. You think this is gonna make me marry you? Do you? Well, it's not, because I don't have to marry an ass. It's the 80s. Daisy lost her mind. I'm gonna kill him, you stupid! Daisy, this is Serena Windsor, my sister. Hi. And Kat just lost her heart. We talk, we read, we listen to Mozart sometimes. You really believe this 30-year-old guy is going to leave his wife and live happily ever after with you? You're living in a romance novel. Joe, you've got Bill. You apparently got brains. All I've got is this and these. If you say that word one more time, I'm gonna scream. Married. Oh! 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 Oh, don't worry about me. I'm gonna be slinging pizza for the rest of my life. The best pizza! Mystic Pizza. What the hell do you think Leona really puts in that pizza? It's love <laughs> with the works. So um, it, it, it's one of Julia Roberts' first movies, like before all the Pretty Woman fame. Did you Have you seen it? Yeah, I saw it on VHS as soon as it came out. And uh, I'll tell you, all I remember about the movie is how hot okay. Julia Roberts was and that D'Onofrio <laughs> was in it and that, and that yeah. the girls worked at a pizza parlor. And that's all I right. remember. Yeah, Julia Roberts and Annabeth Gish play sisters. Their names are Kat and Daisy Arujo. Lily Taylor plays their best friend, Jojo Barbosa, um, and they're all Portuguese Americans, okay? I I love this movie. Um, it just, I love the the whole feel of the movie, the, the, the fall feel of the movie, the house in the movie. Um, it, ha it does, like you said, have some other, uh, you know, good supporting act actors, actresses in it. Conchita uh, Farrell is in it. She plays the owner of the pizza place. Um, the, then, um, uh, uh, Billy um, Billy Moses is in it. He plays um, he, he plays a married man that uh, that um, cat uh, babysits for, and then has kind of a little fling with him in the movie. I don't know if you remember that, but this house that he he's an architect. And there's there's I think I have an architect theme going on here actually. Now that I think about it, because he plays the architect in the movie, and uh, and I just love that house. I love New England. Um, you know, uh, architecture and those old houses. And so I, I just, I, I love going there. We actually went to the actual house that is in a scene from the movie where Julia Roberts, she meets a guy um, that's like a rich guy in a bar. And it, and, and it ha there's some good songs in this movie too. Um, it, it has a pretty good soundtrack. I, I can, I, I, I don't, um, 
I don't remember it um, like when it came out, like, you know, the, the soundtrack, but when I watched it now, I love, I love some of these songs. I've never heard of them before, but um, I love them. And so uh, uh, I, I forgot what I was going to say, but. Uh, Talking about the um, soundtrack. Oh yeah. The, okay. The, um, the, 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 the whole movie is, is based on um, the screenwriter, Amy Holden Jones was, she was staying there for the summer and she picked uh, Mystic Pizza as the focus of a story that she wrote about these young girls that she, you know, I, I guess it's like based on them. And the, the, the set, you know, of the, um, the you know, the, there's, there's scenes all over Mystic that from in the movie that I, I went to, like I went to the South Street Seaport, I went to the house, um, that they have dinner at, which you see like a young Matt Damon um, in, in a scene from that. It's sort of like summer home. Um, and, and, they, and, and see, the, the, the guy that um, Julia Roberts, you know, picks up in the bar is like this snotty, like preppy guy that's just there. His parents have like a summer, you know, house there. And um, she feels like he's kind of just using her to, to like get back in the, you know, it, it, it's like he's mad at his dad because he, um, you know, they have some tension there with him in college and stuff like that. And, and he, I guess he drops out of college and um, he, he brings the uh, Daisy to, uh, to uh, a dinner there as his uh, um, guest. And she's a waitress and they, you know, kind of, kind of make her feel kind of bad, you know, at dinner, you know, they're kind of snotty about her being a waitress. So, but I just love the whole, the whole, uh, the feel of the movie. I love it. Um, I ate at Mystic Pizza. When I was there, there's an actual Mystic Pizza restaurant there. The oh, pizza cool. was was actually okay. It wasn't like it wasn't like the greatest, but it was. But I I love going to those kind of um, like set location places. You know, um, the the um, the actual uh, address is, is 70 Water Street in Stonington. That's where the restaurant is. Um, I don't know if anybody that is listening has ever been there. It would be kind of cool to know if they have. To let us know but there's um there's like I know all the set locations of it the the Travers home and the um and the wind in the Windsor's uh country club they're in Watch Hill Rhode Island and I know that uh, Deborah Goodrich from uh, um, April Fool's Day they have they have they own the Ocean House uh resort in Watch Hill Rhode Island so I didn't I never realized it was that close to there you know where they were filming this but it came out um, on October 18, 1988. It cost $6 million to make it. It made $14 million at the box office. Um, so for a little little movie, I think it did all right. Pretty you know? good, yeah. Yeah, and, and see, it takes place like kind of over Halloween. There's like a whole Halloween scene in it where she's babysitting a little girl and, 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 uh, and uh, Lily Taylor's like filling in while the cat's up in the, um, the house making out with the dad, you know? So like it's, um, it's, it's got like this, whole like little like trick-or-treating like uh you know um scene and the country club and i just love it i just i just love the look of that movie so i totally recommend it for fall cool yeah and you know what there's a whole scene in it where this like famous food critic he's called the fireside gourmet he kind of kind of unexpectedly shows up at mystic pizza and they and um leona who's conchita farrell she's she has like an inform like he she don't like him she thinks he's like a snob but then he just takes he takes a, a couple bites out of their pizza and then writes in his notebook and then he leaves after paying the check and they think that he's going to give them like a really bad review and then a couple days later they, they 
see it on TV and they give them the, the highest rating and then and then they get all these this business. So it was kind of, it was kind of cool that um, that's part of the movie. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and it started out with um, Lily Taylor going to marry Vincent De Arfornio. Or- 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 Is that how you say his name? D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. <laughs> okay, and uh, they she backed out. And so like her whole part in the movie is um, she's just not ready to get married and he wants to get married. And then by the end of the movie, they're getting married again. That's the whole end of the movie is it started out with their wedding. I think she faints, you know, and uh, can't go through with it. And by the end of the movie, um, they're, they're married. So, yeah, there's a cool scene in there. I drove down the road where there's a scene where um, Charlie and, Daisy are going on a date and Julia Roberts is, uh, she, she goes and she, um, she buys a dress for their date. And then she decides she's going to like take it back to the store after she wears it. Um, but, but they, um, are driving down this like nice, pretty like fall road and they're, they get a, a flat tire and, um, she gets out to try and flag people down. I don't know if you remember that scene or not, where she's, um, in her dress, sticking her thumb out, trying to get people and uh, nobody will stop. And then and then the guy does it and puts his leg out and a whole bunch of people stop. I don't know if you remember that, but I drove on that road. I was actually on that road. So oh. I, I love stuff like that. Like, see, you know, movie scenes, you know? Yeah, like saying I, w- I drove on the same place that they were. Isn't that cool? We that went is. to, a, um, a, we, went, we drove down that same road and went to a cider mill when I was there years ago. And I love the Mystic Aquarium in Mystic. Um, it, it, Mystic's one of my favorite places, like favorite places on the planet to go to. I love it. If I could, if, if I could like probably live anywhere and move anywhere, I might, I would think, I would think about going there. I love, I love it so much. That little town is adorable. So that's, that's all, all about me. So anyway, um, now what, what do you want to talk about TV? Yeah, let's talk about the TV. Um, uh, I want to talk about a series that, only lasted half a season. Not, this is not one of my one hit wonders. This one actually went on for seven seasons. So it was quite a hit. And I'm talking about the 1984 series Hunter. Did you ever watch Hunter? Um, I, I don't know if I ever did watch Hunter. Really? I, mean, I know who it is. Yeah. I, uh, Stephanie. Uh, Kramer. 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 Yeah. yeah, it yeah. ran from 84 to 91. That was a pretty, you know, long running. Yep. 91. And it, and it was about um, a San Diego police detective named Rick Hunter, played by Fred Dreyer, and his partner, yeah. D.D. McCall, played by Stephanie Kramer. And uh, they were both. Fred Dreyer um, still alive? He is. And they were both okay. like kind of like loners on the police force and uh, they're forced to work together or be fired. So nobody wanted to work with either of them as a partner. So they had to become partners and they actually found out that they worked awesome together. And uh, why they didn't all, they want to work with them? Why didn't who want to work with them? Anybody. Because of their nobody wanted to. Yeah, because they were loners and they're the way their methods. They were, he, was, oh. uh, he was like very oh, okay, violent. Exactly. 
and uh, she was independent oh. and nobody wanted to work with them. Oh, but uh, okay. but they always got the job done that nobody else could do. And uh, they found out that they could work better together than they could alone. And uh, interesting angle that the show had was uh, that Hunter's entire family is San Diego mobsters. And he decided not to follow into the family business. So he became a cop instead. So, um, you know, some of his informants and protectors are, uh, are mobsters. He gets help from the mob when he needs them. And they protect him when he needs it. So uh, that, that was pretty interesting. And that's also that also puts uh, internal affairs watching him like a hawk, you know. But uh, mm -hmm. one thing about the show is uh, the police chief on there, uh, they changed the actors several times, like like five, six times throughout the whole series. They kept changing them. And uh, <laughs> my favorite one that they used was uh, John Amos, the dad off uh, Good Times. I thought yeah. he was the yeah I thought he was the best as that character. I, I don't know why they kept switching him out. So, but uh, he only stayed oh, like, like maybe too. maybe five or six episodes. He was on there, but and then they went with a different actor again. But uh, but mm -hmm. the the police chief character he always uh, hated Hunter and McCall, and uh, he was always trying to find ways to get them thrown off the force. And uh, one one thing he would do to to make Hunter's life miserable was he would always issue him the worst car that they had in the motor pool. And uh, th these cars were always jalopies and, and sometimes they wouldn't start or they had dents all over them. And, you know, only, only maybe the passenger door would work. So Hunter would have to open it and slide across to the driver's seat. And it, it was always something wrong with them. And then he would always wreck them and tear them up and have to get another one. But uh, yeah, that, that was pretty funny. But um, Fred Dreyer, uh, man, this guy was six foot six tall tall guy and he was a former he was a former football player for the los angeles rams and uh here's a little trivia uh his police badge number on hunter was 89 and that was also his jersey number when he played for the rams not that anybody would really catch that you know unless you read the trivia like i did but uh, anyway um i remember when this was on my, my brother and i would you know the the first few years the show was on we thought that stephanie kramer was just the most beautiful woman on TV at that time. Uh, we would just drool all over. She was so, so hot, beautiful. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar mm -hmm. with her, but. Uh, I know who she is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my um, goodness. She was so good looking. Have you met her? I have not. I would like to. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay. But anyway. Yeah, I think she, she's she's on Facebook. I'm, I'm, I've seen her on Facebook. I, I might have even been friends with well, her on Facebook. Well, yeah. Yeah, she, she she's going to gain a new she's stalker. The same. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did they ever? Anyway, um. Did, they never did like any reunion show or anything. They like did. That they or... they did a few uh reunion like movies, and not. I mean, like in the early two thousands, they were actually bringing the series back with the same cast, and they shot like five episodes, and uh -huh. they started airing them. But after about three or four episodes, they canceled it. And uh, they, they had some creative differences, a lot of bickering going on behind the scenes with the uh, writer, directors, or whatever, producers, whatever. Mm -hmm. So they, they ended up just dropping it. They didn't even finish airing what they had shot. Mm -hmm. But uh, it seems yeah. like one I would watch. I mean, I liked some of those cop shows. And there's some, like, um, like I always, I keep wanting to get, like, Vegas and, like, Spencer for Hire. Like, those are ones I remember my, my parents watching back then. And I just, it was just, you know, I was, I think I either fell into the, I was too young for some 
uh, the stuff, and then I would then I like just kind of skipped over like some of the stuff. But I I think I have a new appreciation for it now if I watched it just even for the time period. You well, know? I wasn't too young for some Stephanie Kramer, that's for sure. I hear you. Mm -hmm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She yeah she reminds me of um uh the, the is it uh the, the girl from uh Three's a Crowd is it Deborah Van Valkenburg? Oh reminds yeah. Me of her a little bit. Yeah. And she also reminds me of um, what's it, Brittany? Brittany, uh, what's her name? Spears. Uh, that was she? No, uh, she she was on um, she was on Dallas. She had the dark hair. Uh, she she was real pretty like that too too. Like in Delta Burke, like the the, the ones that had like real jet black hair. You know, like you know the, those girls. Yeah. But there was a girl, Brittany uh, Morgan. Is that her name? Brittany Morgan. Yeah, Maybe. she kind of reminds me of her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, great, great series. I, I've been rewatching it. I uh, watched the first season. I, I want to get the rest on DVD. But uh, only other thing I want to say about it is uh, Hunter had a catchphrase that he said every episode, maybe more than once. Do you know what it was? No, because you didn't watch it. No. All right. Don't want to tell you. Uh, sure. Works for me. It works for me. Oh. Works for me. Yep, that was his catchphrase. He would say it a lot. Mm -hmm. Like a reminds me of like a Clint Eastwood kind of Dirty Harry kind of. He yeah. always had a catchphrase. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, he was kind of rough and tough like Dirty Harry. That's that's why nobody wanted yeah. to work with him. He couldn't get a partner. Maybe that's what he's basing his uh, character on. Maybe so. Maybe. Mm hmm. Okay. Well, you want to move on? Talk about the bunch. The fun bunch. The bunch. The fun. The fun bunch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can't believe we haven't talked about them yet. In, in, in all this, these episodes that we've talked about, we have not brought them up yet. Here's the story of a lovely lady who was bringing up three very lovely girls. All of them had hair of gold, like their mother, the youngest one in curl. It's the story of a man named Brady who was busy with three boys of his own. They were four men. So, um, and they were like, they're like, you know, like the most iconic family of every fam of every show on TV ever, you know, so I can't, and we're talking the Brady Bunch. So, and they, they just never seem to like, I mean, they, they still are everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, me TV and, oh, and all yeah. this stuff. So they, they, it's not like the Brady Bunch, you know, like Hunt, like you just talked about Hunter, like only select maybe certain group of people would know them. Like the whole planet knows the, the Brady Bunch, you know, yeah. they're, they're, uh, it's an, it was an American sitcom created by Sherwood Shorts. It aired from September 1969 to March of 1974 in ABC, and it revolved around a large blended family with six children. Um, it's considered one of the, the last old-style family sitcoms. Um, you know, I, I never realized, like, well, I, I, I did kind of uh, know that it was because uh, of, like, uh, families. There was so many, so much divorce, like, happening back then. 
and that's why they they um, got the the idea for it um, because uh, Sherwood Shorts he 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 uh, read a an article in the Los Angeles Times that thirty percent of marriages in the United States have a child or a ch or children from previous marriages. So when that's what that's what it was like right after he was doing Gilligan's Island, um, he he wrote, worked on the pilot uh, script for for this and it was tentatively called mine and ours or yours mine and yours and um and they and then they had three children for each parent so mike brady was always depicted as being a widower and then they but you know what they never actually like define carol brady as if she was divorced or, or widowed or what they never actually revealed that did you know that nah like her marital status they didn't, they didn't know it but she had three girls and he had three boys and then they, they, they got together. But you know what? It, it, it didn't feel, did, did it, it seemed like they were biologically connected. You know what I mean? I mean, it wasn't like, you know, um, it, it didn't seem like, like the, the, the word stepmom, you know what I mean? Or the stepfather, they, that was their mom and their dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that was what I think made it so, it made it so, um, you know, like, like, like a happy family like a happy blended family which doesn't always you know go over so so good you know but um but and then they and they you know the, the brady bunch like opening the, the theme the music and everything is so iconic and the um and the, and the grid you know the tic-tac-toe board style graphic right you know with with them with like carol's at the top and and alice is in the middle and then and mike and then the kids on the each side, and then as it went through the years, they would change. Like you know, the kids got older, and they changed that, but it was always the same. It's always the same. Uh, they never changed like the, the, the that that like that concept or whatever that grid thing that they did with it in the song. It was always the same. You know, no matter how how many years went by. So um, yeah, and I asked you, um, you know, like some some trivia about it. You know, like about the 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 job and stuff but they you know it was the the house was built the brady house was built in 1959 and they used exterior shots um you know for it and i don't know if you saw like just in the last like couple of years they they bought that house on right. hgtv did you see that yeah and they, they redid, redid it, it to look like the actual yeah. inside of the set yeah yeah because the actual house could have never like been set up the way that they had it set up like to, to film it because the the in interior was all in the set you know and and, um, and, uh, and, you know, but the, the, the opening shot at the house was an actual real house, you know, and then it, when it went up for sale, they, they, they bought it and then they restored it and they got, got all the Brady's to come back, you know, to help. Did you see that? Like every yeah. one of them and every Brady kid is still alive, you know, yep. you know? I mean, it's sad, like all the, the parents are all dead, the parents all, you know, uh, Florence Henderson's dead and, and, and Robert Reed's dead and, um, Alice is dead, you know, but, um, I didn't even like mention yet like who the cast was. The cast was um, Florence Henderson was Carol, uh, Robert Reed was Mike Brady, Ann B. Davis was Alice, um, Marie McCormick um, was Marsha, oh, Eve Plum yeah. was Jan. You, you like Eve Plum or Marsha? Marsha. Who, who are you? Oh yeah, Marsha. Susan Olsen was Cindy, Barry Williams. Um, that was Greg Brady, Christopher Knight was Peter and Mike Lookingland was Bobby. And then, and uh, they, you know, same, same, same people, um, except for in the, some of the sequels and uh, some of the made for TV movies. Um, 
I think, I think, I mean, yeah, the, yeah, the made for TV movies, I think they changed the Jan around. There was that different Jan in there at one point because, um, you know, Eve Plum, you know, I don't know what she was doing, but she missed a few, but she come back around, you know, and, you know, it, it's, it's cool. It's cool. Like that they have, have had like a, a brother sister, like kind of relationship with each other. Bat phone. And yes, commissioner. Mr. Freeze wants what? That's my mother. It's Commissioner Gordon. She can, she, she, she stopped falling. I don't know what happened. The phone quit ringing. But, um, you know, the one episode that I remember the most was the, was, uh, was uh, Davy Jones episode. Oh, yeah, with the monkeys. He, he was yeah. on there. Yeah. And I remember. Um, Hello, I'm Batman. The person you're trying to reach can't get to the phone right now. Oh, Bat phone. Here she comes again. Mr. Gordon. Um, yeah. Remember, um, yeah, remember um, Michael Gray was on. He was. He was, was uh, yeah. Marcia's. When she was working in that uh, soda shop, ice cream parlor thing. Yeah. 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 So they had had, they actually did have, you know, a lot of um, guest stars over the years on there. And, you know, I always loved, um, it was always so funny that they, they talk about like him being an architect, but like, you know, there's three kids per one bedroom, you know what I mean? Like in that whole house, you know, and it's like, and so, and then there was always the fight over the attic on, you know, Greg, Greg got the attic first, you know, they put him up there. And, and so like, I mean, when they were redoing that house, there was quite a few, there was many rooms that they had to um, like, like add on to that house to like, to make it look like the house, which I don't, and I, which I don't know what they are doing with that house because it looked like they were going to like um, do like cooking shows in the kitchen and, and, and actually use it for stuff. But I haven't seen it since then. You know what I mean? Like I haven't mm. seen it on HGTV, you know, to, to know what they did, but they sure spent a lot of money on it, you know, yeah. like get, getting it down to the, um, I mean, even like tra tracking down like the, the giraffe, you know, that was in uh, the girl's room and the, and the, and the, um, the wallpaper patterns and the everything to make it the, the 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 avocado colored you know kitchen and the orange and the you know and then they had the they had like off their kitchen they had like that um like a like a tv room there they had the back the 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 uh the backyard they had the dining room and then they had the living room um they had to do the staircase like to try to match up the staircase i mean that was that was really cool how they did that then they had the back den which was Mike's home office. Like he worked out of his home, which, you know, you didn't really see that back then either that, you know, people that men working from home, you know, you didn't really see that. And on, you know, on TV, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then, and then they had the, I think the parents bedroom was it, I don't know if it was upstairs or downstairs, but, um, they had to change that whole layout of that place because that, that house wasn't really set up to have an upstairs in it. it was but, really but you know, that might he didn't really work out of the house. He had an office, but he, he would like when he came he home and, and it, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of scenes where he's at his office and she calls him or something. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that but true. but that that was like his little workroom when when you know he was at home and had to finish up some stuff or whatever. You oh, know? okay. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. You're right, you're right. And then you know, and then and then Mrs. Brady never had a job. That's right. You know? She and had a full time had, job. And she had, <laughs> and she had a, well, she had a housekeeper too. Yeah. Yeah. But taking care of those kids, that was a full-time job. Yeah. But those kids, never, none of them, they were all, you know, they were pretty, I think, um, 
I don't know, with Cindy and Bobby were the youngest, maybe they, when it started, but I don't know how old they were, maybe seven, you know, eight, yeah. they weren't, they weren't like babies, you know, I mean, they were, they were, you know, they're pretty self-sufficient, so, but I, I, I love it, I remember watching after school, you know, coming home from school and watching, putting on Brady Bunch. Yeah, I had my daughter watch the entire series again with me, uh, when she was in elementary school and, and she liked it. She loved it. Uh, we, we, we'd always make uh, fun of Alice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, what, what do you make fun of her? Oh, her how outfit? stupid she was. <laughs> you know, she lived like, she had her bedroom down there behind the kitchen, right? Yeah. Her bedroom was like behind the kitchen. And like, she was so annoying yeah. to me. Uh, I'd always roll my eyes and I'd say like Alice, you know, every time she'd say something. And yeah, my, daughter, no. my daughter would you, laugh. I remember, remember the pork chops and applesauce. Um, thing with Peter, you know, doing that, like for dinner, what's for dinner? And he would go pork chops and apple sauce. <laughs> remember that? No. Uh, Did you have a favorite episode? Yeah, sometimes like, um, I think, uh, you know, I, um, you know what I did? I liked the episode with Jan and her aunt. She has this like quirky, weird aunt that's like, um, and, and and they said that Jan looked just like her when that girl, when the aunt was um, young, and she's like real, like uh, kind of flamboyant, like red hair. She's not like real attractive, like older, but she's got the this like you know this vibe going that she just like um, went and traveled all over the place. And it was it was like Jan was getting like kind of upset of being uh, compared to her, but then the more she got to know her and the more she uh, got to liking her, that she. Um, was found it really flattering that she that she took after her and I, and I thought it was a good I thought it was a good message hmm. it don't matter what you look like and you know just live life and have fun and 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 be you you know what I mean yeah so that was my favorite I think my yeah. favorite was that uh that two-parter when they went to Hawaii with the cursed tiki idol oh yeah the had, tiki. Had, yeah had Vincent uh Vincent Price was in it uh, yeah I remember yeah. that <laughs> Yeah. I always like the two-parters. There was another one where they went to the Grand Canyon and they went to that old ghost town. Yeah, they did take uh, some Brady vacations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it is a fun show. Yeah. Uh, I, I bought one of those little tiki uh, idol necklaces for my daughter from Barry Williams. He was selling them. And uh, I got to meet him in uh, Branson. He has a show over there. Uh, he does, you know, it's all about the 70s music and uh he, he has some performers yeah. with him and they dress 70s style with bell bottoms and stuff and they sing and dance to the old hits and uh, it's a pretty good show. Uh, and last week I contacted Barry Williams uh, about coming to my film festival next year, but, uh, and, you know, really? performing a few songs and stuff. But uh, yeah, his, his price that he gave me was way out of my range. So uh, that ain't going to really? Maybe I'll get uh, Danny Bonaducci instead. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Bonaduce. Yeah. Uh yeah. You know, um there was that whole um like thing about uh, Greg Greg Brady and Carol Brady, like Miss like like Florence Henderson and him having like a a thing going on. Do you remember that? That they actually I, I read that they went on a date with each other. Yeah, I said, Did you ever read that? Uh, yeah, yeah, something about that, yeah. Yeah, which to me is like you don't do that. You know what I mean? It's like he was like that is real step mom i know that but it just it seemed it just it's just almost like the whole thing is like john travolta and uh diane highland i mean you know when somebody plays your mother in a tv show but then you're dating each other in real life i mean that's uh, i don't know no 
You had to be you there. Know? I guess so. I don't know. Especially when you met them. You know, I mean, that would be like me going out with somebody that was my son's uh, friend in, 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 in eighth grade or ninth grade. Do you know what I mean? That just, no, you know, it's no. But um, yeah, I was shocked when Florence Henderson died because she had been on Dancing with the Stars and she had done really well. She was like in her 80s. She was in fantastic shape. And then she, I think she had a heart attack, huh. you know, and it's like, um, and then uh, it was, it was a shocker too, to find out that, you know, Robert Reed was gay in real life and that, you know, he had died of HIV, you know, AIDS, you know, yeah. did you know that? Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, um, yeah, it, 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 I, I read, I read, you know, there's like, you know, a lot of background stuff on, on uh, uh, all of them, you know, they all dealt with some trauma and some, you know, not, you know, it wasn't so, it wasn't so clean cut, squeaky clean as like what the show was, you know, in, in the backgrounds, you know, of people, but they're all still, you know, they're all still doing Brady stuff, you know, so, I mean, Maureen McCormick was on Dancing with the Stars too, you know, and, uh, and, you know, every once in a while, I think I used to be friends with, um, with uh, Cindy on Facebook, um, seeing her on different things. So they just, they, they seem so different from when they were kids though, you know, I remember her and her doll, that kitty carry all or kitty whatever it was. And, yep. and, yeah. And they, and they uh, even like um, started selling them, like marketing those dolls because of the, mm. the show. Yeah. But anyway, um, that's, that's uh, I'm glad we talked about the Brady's because, you know, it's about they, time. They were classic. It's about time. Yeah, yeah really. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else? No, but you know, you know what else it's about time for? <laughs> <laughs> that we yeah. talked about the rock group Queen. We haven't got to them yet. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, no escape from reality. Open your eyes, look up to the skies and see. I'm just a fool, I need no sympathy. Because I'm easy come, easy go, little high, little low. Anyway, the wind blows, doesn't really never talked about them ever i don't think so and this you hey, know i just know we talked about the flash gordon maybe soundtrack yeah yeah we talked about them on on the flash gordon about the soundtrack but uh but let's talk about the band itself uh british rock yes, group they formed in england in 1970 which i thought they came from the 60s but no it said they formed in the set in 1970 so they're not as old as i thought but uh you know front man freddie mercury Brian May, Roger Taylor, and John Deacon were the four guys that originally made up the band. And uh, I remember having that 45 record of Another One Bites the Dust when I was yeah. like in the fifth or sixth grade. Yeah, I that would was one of the sing first that. I ever had. Yeah. yeah, me and I would sing along with that song over and over and over. Loved it so much. I still I still listen to it. Uh, 
was playing it just a couple of days ago in my car through, uh, you know, Siri. I'd be like, hey, Siri, play another one by some dust. a couple days ago like i said but uh i like queen i usually like we'll tell siri you know uh play queen's uh top hits or whatever or, you know I, I do that with mm-hmm. several bands and like on my drive home from work i'll just listen to their top songs but uh but i read that their top selling single of all time was another one bites the dust i i have to be yeah yeah and this yeah, is I such mean, a. We we will rock you though. I mean, we will rock you. We are. I was going to say, like anthems. Th- yeah, know? that's what I was going to say. This is such an iconic band, and every athlete in the world, in high schools, college, the pro circuit, everybody knows their songs because of those, you know, sports anthems like "We Will Rock." Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 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 We are the champions um, of the I-, I can remember uh, all through school at uh, basketball games how exciting it was. For everyone in the bleachers, you know, to kick the bottom of the boards yep. with their feet to yep. uh, dun, dun, rock it, yeah, dun, dun. Or, or to clap, yeah, clap yeah. In, and stomp, mm-hmm. you know, that was so mm-hmm. much fun. Yeah, uh, I love that too. Yeah, but they made some other epic songs like uh, like Bohemian Rhapsody that, uh, you know, that Wayne's World gave a lot of love to in that movie. Uh, yeah, but, uh, but like you mentioned, movie, that, movie. Yeah. yeah, you mentioned it, and I, I'll mention it too again was uh, Flash Gordon. I mean, what would that movie yeah. be without Queen's? soundtrack you know a silent film (laughs) but uh you know my favorite favorite movie favorite songs in there you know and and i didn't even um, you know, think about them back in the time period, but like when Bohemian and Rhapsody came out and they redid, like the, they did the movie and they did that whole uh, thing from the Live Aid. Yeah. You know, did you watch all, did you see all I that? did, well, yeah. Then I kind of got re, um, re-acquainted uh, with Queen again, again, and I had forgot some of the songs that they did that were big hits back then. I just kind of like put them, you know, they, I don't know why, because um, they, they do such a variety, really, do, of yeah. different things. My two favorite songs are Radio Gaga and Hammer to Fall. I love those songs. Do you know they you know also, uh, yeah, did, they also did music on the, the movie uh, in, in the TV series Highlander. Here we are, born to be kings.
Yeah, the, the, the opening songs that uh, the the opening title remember, song they have music in it too. I remember the the, the one of the first songs I ever heard of, heard of theirs was Crazy Little Thing Called Love, and they played it at my sixth grade. Like uh, we had a dance, and I remember dancing with this guy I thought was cute at the at the dance with it, where we danced to that song, and you had to hold hands, and you kind of like scooted on down the, like, the, the line of people and like started at the end and then you came, came back around and, and you oh yeah and, and they well, like one of those gaunt, gauntlets yeah 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 i remember doing that and then but like there there's like that song and like don't stop me now and fat bottom girls you're my best friend <laughs> um you know those those are killer queen they're so different from each other and fat bottom girls doesn't actually sound like a queen song to me you know what I mean? It sounds like some kind of, uh, you know, it sounds like a completely different band to me. You know what I mean? Fat bottom girls, you make the rocking world go round. Hey! I was just a skinny lad, never knew no good from bad, but I knew life before. like the, the 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 early freddie mercury like without the um mustache freddie mercury and the black leather freddie mercury with the long hair kind of freddie mercury and then see him later in his like tight pants and the mustache and the short shorter haircut he looks like a, he looks like two different people you know yeah i mean that's what you know i did you did you like the movie it was did all right like uh uh, what's his name that played Freddie Mercury? Yeah, <laughs> he's all right. I, I, yeah. And in fact, that that new James Bond movie coming out in November, he's the villain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he, 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 I, I thought they overdid like I thought they overdid his teeth. Like they they, uh, um, you know they like I mean I you know he was known for his his teeth and and uh, but um, they they just like like made it too. Um, they have too caricature or something like that in the, in the movie. I, you know, I didn't, you know, wasn't, but um, they really recreated the Live Aid uh, concert, like down to every single bottle, uh, can of Pepsi on the, you know, piano, you know what I mean? Like in this, this exact same everything. Yeah, and they did a good so, job with um, it. Yeah. And, it, and I like seeing his uh, story with the woman that he, he, I don't know if they got married in real life, but they, it was like, she was his best friend. Yeah. You know, they were a couple for a while, you know, maybe they got, maybe they got married. Um, did they get married? I mean, was that his wife? I uh, can't remember. Um, he left everything to her. He, he left everything to her. Um, yeah. I mean, it was just, it, but it's, I mean, it's short, shortly, short life too. Yeah. You know, really short. It was yeah. awesome band. And uh, I hear that they're back, back out on the tour now with uh, Adam Lambert as their front man. You know who Adam Lambert is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He, I would, he, 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 I would mind going choice. to see that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good, he's a good choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually, um, I don't know if I told you this, but my, my cousin's wife is, is Adam writing Lambert? a, oh. no, she, but she's a rocket scientist and she's was writing. A co yeah. I remember you saying that. Yeah. With Brian May. Yeah. He's an astrophysicist or something. Yeah. In real life. Cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're, they're, they're they're awesome 
they're they're awesome. Yeah. So, um, anything else you you know, you want to? No, just about? just an awesome band. Pretty pretty epic uh, music. Queen. Um, yeah. Freddie Mercury is the king of Queen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he sure is. You know. So, uh, do you know my band? Do I want to talk about? I do. You know them? Okay. I'm talking Steely Dan. Which, Steely you know, Dan. They have a ton of songs too. And I, I all, like my favorite songs of theirs, always, like one of, when I think of them, I always think of Reeling in the Reeling Years. Reeling in the Years, Deacon Blues, Do It Again, and Peg. I love those songs. Didn't Steely Dan a, do a cover of Happy Trails, the old Roy Rogers song? I don't know. Seems, seems like I can hear it in my, my mind's eye of them. Bon they bon are, Was that uh, them? No. 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 I don't. I don't. I can't. I cannot. Uh, can't picture that at all. Yeah, hmm. might be somebody they else. Are, they're up. an American rock band uh, founded in 1971 at Baird College in An Annandale on, H on Hudson in New York. And the core members were Walter Becker, um, who did guitars, bass, uh, backing vocals, and Donald Fagan, um, who did keyboards and lead vocals. And they blended elements of rock, jazz, Latin music, R&B, and blues. And, you know, I, I never knew this, that um, they, 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 Retired from live doing live performances all together in, in in 1974, and then they became a studio only band, and they opted to record without revolving um uh with a re like a revolving cast of like music uh you know uh, uh session musicians you know that just like would come in and you know play for their things you know record yeah. you know on records, um and it said that uh, Rolling Stone called them the perfect uh, musical anti heroes of the 70s. So, I mean, every, you know, I mean, I, I saw them on like midnight special, you know, like doing, doing like some performances there. Uh, the guy that, the, the one guy, um, uh, uh, when he, the one guy, the, the, the Becker, he, he died. So the only, yeah, he died on, uh, in September, 2017. So Fagan is the only, um, official uh, member of the group, you know, that's, but I, I liked them. I liked his voice. I, I, I love their, their music. 
and you know, I, when I think of the seventies, that's one of that's they're one of my favorite bands. So I don't know how well you liked them or not, but uh, it said uh, they say Rolling Stone ranked them number fifteen on, on this list of the twentieth greatest duos of all time. Cool. Yeah, they've sold more than forty million albums worldwide, and they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in March of two thousand and one. So, um, that's what I know. It's like, why want to get in a good mood? I just put, I put some CLD in on. I love their music. In the morning, you go running for the man who stole your water. And you fight till he is dawning, but they catch you. move on to our uh, your your bonus yeah i want to talk about all those star trek toys you collected in the 70s yeah i collected them (laughs) space a final frontier these are the voyages of the starship enterprise it's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. I know, uh, you ought to be like in the Hall of Fame or something. (laughs) Yeah. I think I had an R2-D2 in there somewhere. Yeah, from Star Trek, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, from Star Trek, Yes, it is. <laughs> That's really bad. Yeah, Star. Oh, Star Trek. Oh, okay. Um, I'm on the whole wrong page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, well I mean, for me, like, there were Star Trek toys in the. 70s. Oh, really? <laughs> you know? no. I'll tell you. Like, for I mean, me, I'm sure. You know, like the you know you, you had like a Captain Kirk and a and a Spock yeah. and stuff. For me, before okay. Star Wars came out in '77, I was all into you know like GI Joe superheroes mm-hmm. and of course anything Star Trek. And okay. uh, the greatest Star Trek toy I ever had was a toy of the, the phaser pistols that they would use from the show. And I would run around outside pretending that I was a uh, Captain Kirk beaming down, you know, to a swamp planet, swamp planet, because I grew up in South Louisiana. So uh, right. and I would fight off aliens with my phaser. And and uh, and what was super cool about this phaser, I don't know what company put it out, but uh it had this flashlight mode and you could use it as a flashlight too. And uh, it had these little discs that you could put inside the phaser and uh, you shine the flashlight on the wall and it would project pictures. You could change them out, the discs. I remember one was like the the enterprise and you would actually project the enterprise on the wall. Another one was the Klingon ship. They had the Star Trek logo, but but that was really cool. But I can remember as a little kid lying in my bed. Viewmaster 
reel with the projector in it. Yeah, I can remember laying in my bed and um, at night, and I'd project that Enterprise up on my ceiling, and I, I would make yeah. it move across the ceiling. And uh, and my room had this popcorn textured uh, ceiling with like metal flake glitter. So so yeah. when the light from the phaser would hit that glitter, it, it looked like a star field, and I'd make that Enterprise go across it. You know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and I'd, I'd sing the theme song, and you know, but uh. <laughs> I also love the uh, Star Trek Mego toys. I, I had, like you were saying, Kirk and Spock, and I had the uh, the Klingon, and uh, they were so much fun to uh, to play with. Uh, I spent hours and hours outside or in my you know room on the floor playing with them, and uh, I wish I still had them. And I told you the fate of my Captain Kirk Mego figure. Uh, he yeah. became became Condor Man, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but one of the cool Mego uh, play sets I had was uh the star trek enterprise your dog didn't need it you know yeah yeah like, <laughs> like my chips but <laughs> yeah yeah i had the the star trek enterprise bridge playset, and it was like a little vinyl suitcase that would open up in these three sections and uh it would form the the bridge of the enterprise and the transporter room and it had little yeah. chairs like you could put kirk and spock to where they could sit at the control panels and uh and the transporter you could put your uh, figure inside it and turn a knob and the figure would actually turn to the, the back side of the playset, and then it looked like they disappeared. So it looked like they beamed, like you beamed them away or something. But uh, yeah. But, but I can remember um, for Christmas over at my, my grandma's house, she had these two uh, boxes on her tree for me. They, they were the exact same size. And uh, I opened them up, and they were model kits. One was the Enterprise, and one was the uh, the Klingon Bird of Prey. And, and uh, I can remember putting them together. I like took my time i spent like a week on each one i mean i, I sanded them down you know where the the glue was and I, I mean i made it look like super good and i painted them and uh i hung them from my ceiling with some uh fishing line and made it look, look like they were locked in battle you know but i, I love those models i had them for for years hanging in my bedroom but uh and i also had star trek sheets and pillowcases and a comforter on my bed and uh I still have one of the pillowcases. I found it a while back, but uh, yeah. And then I told you this before because you said you you would have been scared seeing Spock uh, on the back of my door. Yeah, yeah I had yeah. this giant door sized poster of uh, of Spock, but uh, but yeah, yeah I was like all because of his pointed know? ears. Yeah, but um, I know you know. I mean, he had a yeah. you know Leonard Nimoy. I mean, he didn't have to do too much to him to make him spot. You know, he just had the yeah. pointed ears, but his face. He already looked spocky. Face, <laughs> yeah, he already looked, he looked spocky. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, I, I think of him even like in like uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. He looked like Spock. And he yeah. played like a psychologist in it. I'm like, that's Dr. Spock. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, um, he looked like... Um, yeah, like an alien person. Like if, if I was to like draw somebody like from another planet, I, it, it, it would turn into Leonard Nimoy, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's very different, you know, unique, you know, looking. His, his nose, everything about him. You know, like, I don't know if you, you know, do you like the new uh, Star Trek movies, the newer ones with like Chris? They're, they're okay. I, I like them, you know. They're not my favorite yeah. movies out there, but, but like I, the guy I, I enjoy them. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I, I think they nailed it with him. Okay, yeah, he did have a spocky look too. Yeah, Zachary yeah. Quinto. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think uh, what, what's the guy playing uh, Doctor McCoy? Uh, can't think of his name right now, but uh, 
I think he yeah. did a great job. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you pretend like when you were a kid that you were like transporting like and like beaming up into the Enterprise? All the time. Uh-huh. It, it, with the Star Trek episode, like I remember the most is when Yvonne Craig came on and was that green woman. Oh, remember yeah. Her? Like, How could I forget? Yeah. yeah, I remember that. I remember watching Star Trek after school. I, I did watch it for a while. I mean, I did kind of get into it. Um, and then I do remember like I was supposed to watch. I, I remember. I remember. I never forgot this. I was gonna like. I was at a, a friend's house and we had had dinner and then we were gonna watch the new Star Trek movie with the one where they go back to Earth and it had something to do with saving the whales. Hey, that's coming out next week or th- this coming week. They're bringing it back to the theaters for like whatever anniversary. It is. What, what would it be? Like the thirty fifth or fortieth or something? It had thirty fifth. It, it was probably nineteen eighty six or eighty seven when I remember. I don't know when it came out, but I remember that that's the year it was when I was supposed to watch it and I got food poisoning and I got super sick and I had to go home and my friend was mad because I didn't stick around and watch the movie, but I thought I was going to die. So that is like the one, you know, uh, uh, memory I have of like, I, 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 and I never got to see it. I never watched it. Well, now you can. I think Thursday night Mm -hmm. is playing in theaters all across the country. I think it's actually a good movie. I mean, like, I think I liked it. That, that that with the with the whales and stuff yeah it was yeah. it was funny i like <laughs> yeah spock walking around they had that uh headband over his ears <laughs> oh <laughs> kinda, it, yeah. Like, yeah like uh, I, I know i know exactly what you mean yeah <laughs> yeah i yeah. thought it was pretty funny and i think it wasn't the uh the the main girl on there wasn't it the girl off of uh child's play the woman the mom um, Catherine Hicks, yeah, I think yeah. she was in it. Okay, yeah. Okay. Hey, do you remember those old from from the seventies? Those old tape recorders that were they were just like a big black rectangle box, and they had about five yeah. large buttons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, uh, tape in there and you push to and you hit yeah. record. Well, that's the closest thing to, to Spock's tricorder. You remember Spock always carried that little box around his shoulder on a strap. That's the closest yeah. thing I ever had as a kid to Spock's tricorder and I would go outside with that tape recorder and my, my phaser and I'd, I'd pretend, you know, I'd, I'd scan trees with that tape recorder and I'd scan flowers and, stuff? and crawfish. Yourself? You know, my brother and I, we, we would uh, take comic books and we would act them out on tape. We'd make sound effects. And we used to have, you have them. Nah, I wish we did, but we would That'd read cool. like Superman. Yeah. We would, you know, do the different yeah, voices. You know, and stuff. Do you know what I, I remember doing? I like a play in like what as a kid is um remember get smart yeah tv show get smart and he talked into a shoe on a right. microphone on a shoe yeah. i'd stick a thumbtack in my sneaker and i pretended that was my microphone, microphone or something? And, That's fine. and i would talk into my shoe yeah <laughs> that was yeah. another good good series i liked yeah get but, uh, smart. Yeah. yeah that's a really you know mm-hmm. Really fun times growing up in the seventies. The, the kid, like I'd go out and play all that stuff. The kids actually go out and play like that anymore, or is it just? I don't know. I just go out and video do games. Land, you know? land of the Lost. Yeah, um, you know, we were all always like, outside. <laughs> on yeah. Saturdays, and as the, soon as cartoons own. ended, we were outside until dark. You know, and, and, I know. On, and in the summer, you know, as soon as we woke up, we were outside playing. I know, and it didn't, and it didn't matter like how hot it was or how no. cold. I, we went out and. We were out in the middle of winter time. 
Like, yeah. I mean, we would play, we would be outside until it got dark and we would like make, like I said, when we about the cabins and the stuff and sitting out in the snow and just watching the snow fall. And then, you know, we would, we just like be, you know, just like uh, sometimes our yard would freeze and we would like slide on our snowmobile suits down through the, the, the yard and, and just play, and, you know, and it was like, you know, and in the fall, like playing in the fall leaves, like th- this time of year, like when, you know, now you hear the crickets are starting to come back out and stuff. It's like, we were outside, like eating grapes off the grapevines and playing in the, uh, in the leaves and riding yeah, we, our bikes. We pick and, uh, blackberries off the bushes. Yeah, we, we, we did that too in the, in the summer. And, but And honeysuckles. Like, people, used to have grape, people used to have grape arbors in their yards. I don't know if they, you, you guys could grow grapes there, but they, they have somebody have like one, like underneath their, their back porch or somebody have an actual arbor, you know, and then, and we just eat those grapes with the, with the, uh, they were like wild grapes with um, the the purple skin on them. I just remember sticking them in my mouth and like swallowing the grape and then chewing up the skin on them. And we eat, we sit out there and eat them. Now, now people, I mean, kids would be like, ew, you know. Like now, I'm sure like they'd want to eat something that was growing out out in the wild. You know what I mean? It's like we used to go pick tea berries and eat them. You know, it's like out in the woods and and huckleberries and and you know. I'm just, your huckleberry. We were out all the time a huckleberry <laughs> yeah yeah you know it's like they just i don't know it's different it's so different but well, roller boogie yeah you uh, talk wait, about... wait 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 yeah uh giving away something want to talk about that yeah i'm talk about it <laughs> yeah i'm gonna give away mystic pizza on blu-ray one slice or yeah one slice of pizza mm-hmm. yeah okay so like the code word is mystic so um, send it Into to us in a, the mystic. Yeah. Yeah. Van right. Johnson or whatever. Yeah. What is it? Van Morrison? Van Morrison. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. were born so, before the sun. Yeah. So well, uh, you can win Mystic Pizza. That's cool. Then it's the code word. You're making me so hungry now. Yeah. I had some pizza last night. It wasn't very mystic. But I think Parcel and I might order a pizza. Now yeah. that you're talking about it. Pizza? Well, I want to thank everybody yeah. for listening to us and for continuing to listen to us, you know, not thinking that we're so boring that you just want to shut us mm-hmm. off. But uh, send us some ideas. Not that we're running out of any, but uh, if, if you want a specific item, TV show, movie, band, whatever, that you want to hear us talk about, let us know. And appreciate you. And we'll have another episode Wednesday, another new episode. And Lisa, we're getting close to our 50th episode on here. Ooh. You have to have a special 5-0. Yeah, special 5-0. Hey, that's a great idea. A special uh-huh. 5-0 episode from the 5 Hawaii state, 5-0 state Hawaii. Let's go yeah. to Hawaii. Yeah, let's go see Joanna. We'll go meet Joanna and we'll <laughs> do our vacation. Episode. You said I needed a vacation. Let's go. Yeah, there you go. I can't get there, though. I have to so, swim. So no. let, let her know. Let her know that we're coming. But, uh, coming. but anyway, mm-hmm. as we sign off of this episode, I want to leave you with this final thought. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, no escape from reality. Open your eyes, look up to the skies and see. I'm just a poor boy
no sympathy Cause I'm easy come, easy go Little high, little low Any way the wind blows Doesn't really matter to me for me.